0: It's three minutes until class starts. You just realized that you forgot to make copies. What do you do? Hello, and welcome to P.S. Teacher Hacks, the podcast where we collect all the hacks we wish we would have known when we started teaching. I'm Beth Robertson, and I'm here with Danielle Filas
1: and Chris Sanchez.
0: Howdy, Beth again. Be honest, we've all been there. Now it's two minutes to class and there's a line at the copier. What to do? Well, in that case you probably need to just figure it out. But what you really need to figure out is when is the best time to hit the copier at your school. Maybe it's late after school. Maybe it's super early before all the early birds get there. Maybe it's during PE or during an off period. Maybe you could get a friend to help but marking out the best time to get copies done at your school is a great way to avoid that last minute rush to get to the copier.
1: Chris here. So that brings us to our hack of the week, where we go in depth on a hack we feel will bring real change to your classroom. This week our hack deals with every teacher's secret grading weapon, rubrics. Design a great rubric, and your students understand what is expected of them, and you, as a teacher, streamline your grading process. So, let's talk rubrics.
2: Danielle here, I want to extol the virtues of the single column rubric. I know most of us were taught to create a rubric that has several categories, so for writing it might be grammar, style, voice, organization and then have columns for each of those categories that represent basically F-level writing, D level writing, C, B, and A or A plus level writing. So basically the student can look and see if they got an A plus, a meh, or a ugh. I say cut all the rest of the the columns and just leave the A plus column why spend 80% of our words in our rubrics teaching students how to fail instead spend your words having them focus on how to earn that top grade then on the left side of that single column I leave space and mark that column developing skills and assign a range of points from say zero to eight points per category On the right side, then leave spaces and mark that column, mastery, and if they make it to nine or 10 points, they get a mark on that side of the column. I do all of those marks in pencil because students submit their paper, they grade it, and anything that gets a lower score gets on the left side. Anything with a higher score goes on the right side. And students are required to resubmit their papers until they reach or exceed mastery level. And you can decide what that is. At my last school, is 85%. Then you regrade papers. I learned to do this once a week. I collected them on Friday and then graded them over the weekend. And students keep revising those papers until they reach mastery or until they decide that they're done some students really do want to earn that hundred percent or until we've run out of time and it's time to submit grades it takes commitment to grade things over and over but it gets easier and easier as fewer and fewer students need feedback and it gets easier because if you make really strong notes in your first read-through you can easily see if the students have made the corrections you requested I assign fewer papers when I use this method, and it is one of the top elements my students mentioned in the positive feedback they had about my courses.
1: Having a system to calculate points for the rubric is also very helpful, especially if you are choosing some type of system that weights certain concepts versus others. This is very helpful when you want the students to focus on certain top themes or topics in your class, um, but you may want to give some points for aesthetic values such as creativity um, to show their more um, artistic side. By pre-designating what it is you're waiting, that will save you time at the very end once you've reviewed the whole project and just want to hurry up and get the grades calculated. This is also very helpful to give to the students ahead of time. This way the students can plan ahead on how they're gonna progress on this work because they understand what topics are being focused on, which ones are giving the most weight, and then when they get the grade back, they can completely understand what it is they got, why it is they got the score they did. So now it is time for our student hack. These are tips from our students to help other students to stay organized and get work done. This hack comes from our student, Lydia, who color-codes her planner so that each class sticks out as she reviews her upcoming week.
0: And that's the dismissal bell. Thank you for listening. Please visit our blog at tiny.cc teacher psteacherhacks where you can find the show notes for our podcast and all kinds of goodies. And also, follow us on Twitter at P.S. Teacher Hacks, and join us next week for a Dream Team live episode where we give you a five-minute mega-download of all sorts of great hacks from all sorts of great teachers.
1: And as always,
0: if you can't hack it, just hack it!